Welcome back to Bootability, a weekly interview series about the amazing ability people have to change our lives and the world if we're brave enough to tap into it. I'm your host, Jihee Jolly. Tomorrow, we are kicking off our 31-day chanting journey. So today's episode is filled with practical tips and advice on how to make the most of your journey, especially if one of your reasons for doing it is to address negative self-talk. Our guest today is Aaron Harris, who grew up chanting Nam Myoho Renge Kyo and practices in the Bay Area. Aaron's own story is so moving. She grew up with a stutter and at a young age realized that the only time she felt she could really be her authentic self and not stutter was while chanting. Today, she breaks down what you need to do, how chanting works, and how it can help address questions of self-esteem, inner negativity, and making every day a quality one. Here's Erin. So, uh, my name is Erin. I just turned 28. Um, I live in like the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, I am currently trying to apply to grad school. So I'm taking like the prerequisite classes. So I'm a student right now. Um, and also I work with the senior population as well. So I'm like a home care attendant. So I work um, one-on-one with um, with people that have dementia or are older and need help and things like, like that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. How interesting. I... I know we're not going to like talk that much in depth about your career today. So I'm going to stop myself from being like, how did you get into that? <laughs> because it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll come up later. Um, yeah. But okay, that's awesome context. And then in terms of Buddhism, can you just tell me briefly, like, um, when and why did you start chanting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was actually born into into the practice. Um, my mom was introduced when she was 14 years old. So actually growing up, I grew up in a four generational household of chanting Buddhists. Uh, my great grandmother, actually, she was a devout Filipino Catholic. But um, just finding out stuff talking to my mom, um, I learned that she actually really enjoyed chanting. So she didn't consider herself a Buddhist, but she really enjoyed chanting. And so growing up, like the background sound of my childhood was always chanting um <laughs> which was is great I, I I think but you know um yeah and then but even when like I was like a teenager and I just I always loved to chant even if I wasn't like um really open to saying I was Buddhist I always knew like I really enjoyed chanting every day um and even in college as well but then after I graduated college I decided to really utilize like the three pillars of faith practice and study um and that's when I really got more active um, and really applied my Buddhist practice to my daily life Mm, I see how interesting um So, and I also feel like it's so great that you mentioned this kind of like enjoying chanting even before you sort of decided you were Buddhist, because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people who are trying out the kind of like 31 days of chanting or have tried Mm -hmm. it in the past, maybe are there, they're like, I don't know, I'm still learning about Buddhism, but like, 
I want to try chanting. What is it? You know, how mm-hmm. does it work and all? So let's just start with um, maybe something personal and then I'll start asking you some kind of questions about um, mm-hmm. chanting itself and how it might be helpful for people and how like how it works and all those kinds of things. But um, I remember when we spoke on the phone, you mentioned that one of your earliest experiences with chanting was um, the impact that it had on your stutter. So I yeah, I would love to hear as much as you're comfortable sharing about that story. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, I've always stuttered. I still do. I think in this interview, well, you'll hear it come out every now and, and then, especially when I get nervous or I'm stressed out, my stuttering comes out. Um, but um, when I chant, I actually don't stutter. And so, you know, growing up, I think there was a lot just, you know, as a child, um, having something that's different, it always made me very self-conscious and, you know, hesitant to 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 make sure the type of environment that I talk to people because you know kids can be mean like they accuse me of having Voldemort on my head like that professor in Harry Potter or like yeah kids are very creative I will give them that um and so I was always self very self-conscious about it um and so because of that I think I had um a hard time of it really expressing how I felt or just how I was feeling and just being expressive and so I think you know chanting because I wasn't I didn't stutter when I chanted it really allowed me to really freely express myself and really be able to sit down and you know be able to process my feelings and my emotions and my fears and concerns and also my dreams without like that barrier of stuttering um And I think it was a really a way of really being my true authentic self was being able to kind of sit down and chant um, because there was no um, barrier there. Oh my gosh, how interesting. Were you, I'm just imagining like um, when you realized that, like do you remember like the, I don't know if it was the first time you chanted or once you started chanting consistently that you were like, holy crap, I'm not stuttering or... No, you know, I think because like chanting was so involved in my day-to-day life, it was like, get up, brush your teeth, chant, eat breakfast, you know, I think like, I don't know, I don't really remember like the first time I sat down and chanted, I just knew like how it, how freeing it was and how it made, made me feel. And then when I got, I think I knew that chanting didn't make me stutter before I knew I could before I knew I stuttered kind of thing. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I'm, I'm so intrigued by the fact that you're at, at such a young age, you already are starting to, or you already had started to see like, okay, this is a space where I can be myself Mm -hmm. and I'm not stuttering and I can work out the things that I'm feeling. So Mm -hmm. maybe we can, um, kind of use that to start just with the basics so that anybody Mm -hmm. listening kind of understands what it is that we're talking about when we say chanting. Could you maybe just go over the basics of like, how do you chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo? Um, What does it mean? Like, where are you sitting for someone who's maybe just getting started with with their own journey? Yeah, Um, I think, you know, with chanting, I think just really being able to find a space where you're able to sit. Um, I used to dance hula. And so in hula, they talk about how like your feet are able to like when your feet are planted, like you're able to give energy from the the, the earth. And so like, I really feel like it's important for us to like to have our feet on the ground, our feet planted on the ground or for sitting on the floor to be able to like really connect that way. Um, But be able to find like a like a, either like a, a, a blank surface that you can really focus on, like a blank wall is really great. And then, you know, for myself, just 
what it really means to me is, you know, I think it's the ability to really tap in to your like highest potential. Um, we call it like our Buddha nature, but really, you know, for myself, I really think of it as like almost like, um, your ability to really let go of that negative energy and, you know, and having that, like, because you're chanting to a wall or a blank space, it's that ability to like, let it, let that negative energy out, but then also letting in that like positive type of Buddhahood. Right. And so for myself, um, when trying to learn about chanting on a philosophical level, I'm like, what, like, I know I enjoy it. I know, you know, um, that it works, but what does it mean? I really like to, um, picture it as like a, as like a filtration system that when I chant, like I'm letting out all of like that negativity, all that fear, anxiety and pulling and like pulling that out of my life and really bringing in that like beautiful, beautiful Buddha nature that's within myself. So it's not like any, it's not like a spell or not like, you know, it's really being able to summon it up, what um, summon up that highest potential that's within yourself, mm, um, which yeah. I really enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, completely. Um, that completely makes sense. And that um, in Buddhism, it is called Buddha nature. And we for the show, you know, call it Buddha ability, because it's kind of like an ability that people have mm-hmm. that they can yeah. tap into at any time. Um, the way that you said it is great, because like, you can just start with a blank wall. Mm-hmm. But um, could you also just share that, like, like, very kind of briefly, like high level, like what's the gohon zone, and then you would set up an altar if you decide eventually? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think for myself and I, you know, I think so many people have so many explanations about it, but like simply for myself, I think that like the Gohon Zone is a physical representation of my life. Right. But I I think what's so amazing about being able to sit down and chant in front of your Gohon Zone, I think one, it really helps you focus, but being able to really see this beautiful scroll and to be able to chant to it, 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 it for myself in this analogy of a filtration system right like really being able to physically see the filtration system like going through my life um and just having a space that's like yours and being able to like to dedicate an area in like your house where you're able to really sit down and really be able to chant I think is so important because you know this this to be honest like even if like I my life is a mess and my room and my house is a mess like I always try to make sure like my the area where I chant is always very clean and dusted and I think um it's such a physical representation of your life you know and just really being able to make that cause of just having an area where you're able to really chant and summon up this buddha nature or this buddha ability in your life is so important Mm, yeah yeah that's so helpful and um yeah, so for those who have the Gohonzon, I think they can enjoy really taking care of that space. And for those who don't, um, chanting to, you know, a blank wall or, mm-hmm. or something you can focus on is totally fine. So thank you for yeah, totally. that clarification. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we understand that we chant Nam Myoho Renge Kyo, and we understand that it's to tap into our Buddhability. Um, but, you know, I think many people come to chanting for different reasons you know sometimes you might have something in your life that you're really struggling with um other times you're just curious and someone told you about it and you're open you know um and uh other times like it's a goal or you're trying to like take your life to the next level so i'm wondering um maybe uh i can ask you first like when Mm -hmm. you decided okay i really want to do this consistently like i really want this thing to be this practice to be part of my life 
what motivated you to like really do it? Was there anything you were going through at the time or was it a goal or how was it for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I have so many like amazing, like just experiences of actual proof of how like just being able to chant every day has really helped me. But I think like, one of the earliest memories I have was probably when I was around like 18 years, not earliest memories of it, but just like an earliest experience of like how chanting every morning really helped me was actually, um, I, I got my license at 18 years old, which is, you know, kind of late, but you know, grew up in the Bay area where public transportation is very (laughs) everywhere. But I realized how quickly I had road rage. Like I was always (laughs) so like, I was such a mean driver and I had like this little hoopty and I was just like, I was driving fast and speeding up. And, um, I realized very quickly, like how aggressive I was on the road. And because of that, like it was just bringing out all these other bad drivers on the road that really reflected what I was putting out into the universe as well and I realized like when I started to you know prioritize chanting every time I left the house um you know I was able to really you know instead of bringing out that like negativity into the world I was able to like tap into that like into that Buddha ability right and to tap into that Buddha nature where I was able to be a lot more calm when I was driving and so not feeling like personal if someone like cut me off and thinking to myself like oh wow you know like they might be you know they might have to get somewhere or you know they might you know or when I'm driving not to drive aggressively like I just really want to get there safe and so in some way like and because of that like my day changed so I wasn't like going into work or to school like with a annoyed attitude and feeling like, oh my god this guy cut me off and I was so uh, uh, annoyed but not getting swayed by my environment and I realized just like how that when that changed like my whole day changed as well um which was really amazing but then also like you know during like the pandemic I feel like um I was working at a senior living facility that was on total lock lockdown and I was you know um there was a lot of different rules and mandates that we had to ab- ab- apply to and you know a lot of the senior population didn't understand why um mm-hmm. and so being the enforcer of these rules was really difficult right and I realized that you know when I was able to chant really seriously before going into work not like these you know anyone else around me changed but like the words that really came out was came from this like bootability place where like I was from a really caring place and so then I was able to really express my concern for their safety and their well-being and it, it felt like those like the residents who were you know at first very upset and annoyed and felt like I was um like controlling them or wanting to like enforce all these rules were able to fully understand like why these rules were in place and because of that like our you know senior living community was able to you know not have as many COVID outbreaks compared to other facilities because everyone was following the, the, the rules and so I think that like when I'm able to like chant that way and have and have that type of like wisdom with who I'm talking to and dialoguing, it just can really be a such a domino effect of how that affects other people and people you're interacting with and how that can affect like the community or your environment and you know, all of that Mm. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Those are such actually, um, awesome and relatable examples. And it was making me think when we did the first bootability journey in February, um, people sent in like voice memos of little experiences that they had with chanting. And they were so moving because they were so like practical. Like I remember one girl sent in a memo about um, 
she was like, I stopped biting my nails. And it's like something Mm -hmm. I've struggled with for so long, which is a manifestation of anxiety for her. Mm -hmm. And it's similar to the like the road rage. I mean, these things seem so small, but like just how you feel every day and your Mm -hmm. own behavior every day does really change whether you like chant about it specifically or not. Um, So yeah, those are two awesome examples. And I think also very practical ones. Do you think, you know, for someone who's new and maybe is on like day one or two, or they're thinking of starting um, and they're kind of trying to decide like, oh, what should I focus on for this month in in order to sort of get the most out of it? um, What are the kind of things like you can chant about and are you supposed to think about them while you're chanting or um, yeah, like what would you recommend for someone who's just going to be like, okay, I'm going to try this for a month? Yeah. It's funny because I feel like in a lot of ways, like I am like the most non-Buddhist Buddhist because I think like in society or like just like what people think of what Buddhism is, they think it's like meditation or like clearing your mind or like yoga and yoga. And like, I remember taking a yoga class and they're like, clear your mind. And I'm like, that's impossible. Like, honestly, like <laughs> silence gives me anxiety. Like I can't do that. Like I always like to be thinking. Um, and so I feel like that's why I really love like chanting because it's not like it's, it, they call it like an active form of meditation, but I think what's so great is like when you're able to to sit down and chant like that's your time to like really be able to think about all the things that like that you want to break through and things things think of things that you really are challenging in your life um but then also like your long-term goals of like how you picture your life or what's you know what um what you're really struggling and what's causing you you know to what's causing you to suffer and so you know I, I I think one of the best ways to kind of get started, I love lists. And so I really like each month, I love to write down like each, like for each month, like what I want to really accomplish this month. And, you know, I put it on my phone. Um, and just like this month, I want to achieve X, Y, and Z. And some are like very practical, like practical, like I want to be able to like, to go to the gym five times a week, or, you know, I want to be able to, to eat better, but also like really, you know, fundamental things of like, I want to really stop like putting myself down when I make a mistake, or like, I really want to transform my relationship with my brother, or like I, um, it have been, you know, really struggling with a coworker at work, I want to really be able to have a dialogue with them. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, things that, um, just goals that you're able to really, you know, focus on. Um, and it's very surprising, like how when you're able to really sit down every day and chant about them and really focus on it, like how so much is able to really transform in your life. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, um that's also really helpful. And I love the mix of like, um, like practical, you know, things to cross off your list that you want to do your best on. Um, more habits that you're developing or whatever and then this sort of those like invisible internal things that honestly I feel like people don't even really have the space to talk about um Mm -hmm. and hearing you say this I'm like wow actually like having a Buddhist community I feel like I share so often those goals with friends who also practice Buddhism and I don't otherwise get to share them like everybody is like down to talk about working out and like Mm -hmm. healthy eating and all of those kinds of habits which are obviously super important but like to also have a space, I think, um, where you can be like, oh, I'm working on my relationship with my brother or I'm Mm -hmm. working on my own confidence and this is Mm -hmm. something that I'm chanting about is amazing. So uh, just hearing you say that, I I was wondering, like, what role does sort of having the community 
play in that. Um, you know what I mean? Like having Buddhist mm-hmm. friends, how can having a community kind of support those things when you do set those intentions? Oh, it's every, like, honestly, it's everything, you know, I think, I think, you know, first and foremost, I mean, of course, before the pan, the pandemic, when we're able to meet in person, I think there's something so amazing about our community, about being able to come together and people that are so different, you know, and people that I would not normally interact with on a day-to-day life or even meet to be able to sit down and talk about how we all really want to you know, do our human rupa evolution, how we all really want to grow and how we're using our Buddhist practice and chanting to really, you know, have that break breakthrough. And I, you know, I think, you know, yesterday um, I was in a meeting and someone talked about like, you know, how amazing it is to have these, these Buddhist friends in faith where you're able to really, when we're, all of us are really struggling to have this sense of community that like, it's almost like we're in the trenches together, really wanting to break through like these really, um, hard struggles that we have. And there's no greater, you know, sense of bond or community that you have where someone that just genuinely wants you're happy like you you really wants you to become happy um yeah what you're saying does uh it's it's so true because I was just thinking like so one of the prompts um is also to like pick a sort of like an accountability buddy or to like Mm -hmm. do this kind of 30 days or 31 days together with somebody and I was just thinking I mean honestly like I take it for granted also because I'm so used to having so many Buddhist friends that like I can Mm -hmm. pick up the phone and be like in July for example like I'm challenging um like this thing at work and like getting really good rest but also like this like my ability to really communicate clearly what's in my heart like all these things and I have friends Mm -hmm. that know that this is what I'm chanting about and so when I forget about it they're like reminding me so um yeah I think that what you're saying makes a lot of sense and it's like that idea of being in the trenches with someone like working towards something together doesn't just have to be these like um physical health type of things but they can Mm -hmm. be your like emotional and spiritual health too does that make sense that's kind of what I was getting from what you're saying yeah 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 I think especially now like our generation and you know I think the generation behind me too has has I think we're transforming of looking at like how we want our day-to-day life to be and like self-care and you know what that means for us and I think that uh, a spiritual practice is so important to really transform that as well And I think that that's what's so amazing about this community is that like we're so wanting to really fight for our revolution, our being able to really break, break through and our growth, you know, and I think that's so important. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And for anyone who's listening, the like we use the word revolution in Buddhism together with the word human, where it's like an internal revolution or an inner Mm -hmm. transformation, like that's the that's the process of practicing Buddhism to like every day be able to bring out your, your Buddha ability. And, um, it actually leads well into, so this is kind of like a bigger question, but, um, it is something I wanted to try to unpack together with you. So, you know, if Buddha ability is this ability we have to transform our lives, to become happy, to bring out our compassion and courage and wisdom, um, like you kind of said earlier about your like filtration system analogy, there is also like all of this um, inner kind of negativity that people have. Like it could be your self-doubt, it could be anger, it could be like so many different things for different people. And so we do get this question and we are um, 
doing some content on it like recently too, which is how do you overcome like negative self-talk, you know, especially mm. like how like toward yourself and how mm. chanting can help you do that. So do you have any experience with that or what would you say, you know, to someone who's like, okay, I, I want to chant because I'm like really struggling with negative self-talk. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I definitely have experience with that every single day, I think. Right. Um, And actually, that's part of one of the reasons why, like, I think I continue to have a daily practice because I feel like if we let that negative self self talk in, you know, run rampant, it can, there's so much negative consequences for it. You know, I, I think when you are chanting, you're really trying to bring out the positivity in your life. And you're really able to recognize that negative talk. I think a lot of the times we don't even recognize that we're doing it and, you know, really able to see like what our triggers are and, you know, and, or what makes us, you know, talk this way. And so I I think being able to have, when you're chatting, being able to bring out that wisdom and being able to hear it and recognize it and then correct it, I think is so important. Um, you know, I, I think there's so many other amazing things we, we, we do like, you know, like therapy and, you know, really learning about our triggers and, you know, all, all of that stuff. And, you know, I think, you know, one of the things is really trying to rewire your brain and your thinking and really recognize the patterns that you have in, in your life. And I think that with chanting, it really brings out this like deeper consciousness where you're able to to identify it you're able to change it and then you're able to really like transform it on a spiritual level um but I also think too like this is really when like the daily practice comes into place because I don't think it's like a like a destination that you go to and it's done right I think that like every day like just like our moods change every day like our negativity and our self-doubt and that negative talk we have to ourselves it it's different every day and so I think being able to sit down especially in the morning and really chat and to really see like where am I at today and you know why is this you know why is this bigger today than it was yesterday or why am I thinking more negatively about myself today versus you know um, the day before a couple weeks ago and really to be able to dig deep and understand Mm -hmm. why and then you know being able to have that wisdom of saying this is not correct you know this is my negativity trying to overtake myself and so let me really chant to transform this um and I think you know that's one thing that I think when I'm chanting, I really try to prioritize because I think we see so many things in society to make us feel like we're not enough. And there's so many things that we need to change about ourselves. But, you know, this amazing philosophy talks about like, just as you are, you're able to really become happy. And I think that's um, something that all of us need to prioritize in our, our life. Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah I can relate to so many of the things that you said and um it made me think of um the concept of um like in Buddhism there's a greater self and a lesser self and so um that negativity comes from like that that version of you that's your lesser self that's like feels small or feels mm-hmm. judgmental or feels you know insert you know, whatever into the blank, Mm -hmm. that's your unique version of it. And then your greater self is basically the one that is imbued with your bootability. Um, But I I wonder if it would be helpful to maybe talk through an example for someone, because like, I think the way that you you framed it, like, like you can chant and then 
really start to recognize the negative mm-hmm. self-talk. Like sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing it. And that I think is mm-hmm. so important. Um, and then we can really address it or correct it. So I'm wondering also only if you're comfortable sharing, but like for you, um, is that like how it worked or is there, a, you know, like how did you start to sort of observe it in yourself or, or is there a, a, something that you're kind of tackling in terms of chanting right now or maybe in the past even? Yeah, you know, I I think um, for myself, I've always kind of felt like not accepted. You know, I um, I am you know mixed, and so you know, I never felt like I belonged to like you know one racial group. And you know, I grew up and you know um, just really feeling like not knowing where I belonged or like where I, I, I was. And then I went to a school that was oh, most of the people didn't look like me and feeling like an outcast and just really not feeling comfortable in my body and who I, I was. And then I um, ended up going to a university where I felt like I wasn't smart enough to really be there and really feeling like I um, was, it was like a mistake that I even got in. Um, and then really struggling through school. And so like, I all really, really struggled with like test anxiety and just like low self esteem. And I remember like, just even like, um, when I'd be taking tests back in college, I would have this like negative self-talk in my head of like, you're not doing good. Like you're going to fail this exam. Like this is not going to be like, you're like, I don't even know why you're here. Like just this negative, like over and over again. Um, it wasn't until, you know, um, I was actually on the brink in, in college of, um, I was on academic probation and they said that like, if you didn't you know, pass all your classes this semester, you were going to be kicked out. And because of that, like I had a, I ended up in the emergency room because like I wasn't like my digestive system was really off, but just like a lot of things were happening because of all this stress that was happening in my life. And so, um, I actually challenged myself to, um, do a one hour, like chant one hour every morning. Um, because like this anxiety was just crippling me and just all these like negative self talks in my head. I just feeling like I wasn't supposed to be at this school. Um, and I thought about like, I'm just going to move home. Like, it's okay. Like I'll, you know, but you know, when I had, when I finally decided to do this, like wake up and chant one hour every morning, I started to get more confidence. And I, I think it's because like we're able, when we're sitting down and chanting, we're really able to. Um, tap into that like that higher that like Buddha ability and your Buddha nature and because of that like the way that you look at the world and when your life condition is so high it like tarnishes all of that negative talk that you have in your head that in reality like it it actually isn't reality right Mm -hmm. and so because of that like I would uh, go to my exams with more confidence and feeling more grounded or you know being able to write my 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 essays and term papers with having more confidence and feeling like I'm not getting swayed by my environment like I was in the past I was feeling more control in in my life and I think that you know once you once you feel that sense of like like you're grounded and you're not getting swayed and you're like in the driver's seat of your own life like it it affects your environment and so I started to get better marks on my exams I started to you know turn in more quality work I was able to really research and find that they had free essay um, editors on campus and so I was able to go there and just being able 
to put myself in the right situations to really be able to exceed. And so I was actually able to like graduate on time with my class um, in college because, I, you know, and I really feel like it was because I challenged myself every morning to get up and chat and just really be able to overcome that anxiety that I had in my life and that low self-esteem that um, I was able to graduate, to be honest. <laughs> oh my goodness, wow. Yeah, that's and it's 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 like interesting because it's almost like you did it basically a chanting challenge, like mm-hmm. a short term yeah. one, which is similar, um, similar to what we're doing. Of course, an hour, it's you can chant as much. You can decide how much you yes. want to chant. So yeah, if an, yeah. it doesn't have to be an hour if you're brand new to chanting, but no, I no. <laughs> can relate. If you've been chanting for a while, you're inconsistent. Like it, it can feel yeah. amazing to chant a lot. I just had to push myself. There had to be somewhere like I was able, like feeling like I was really setting time aside to, you know, um, and pushing myself to really um, mm. make this cause. Yeah. So hearing you say that, um, I think it's so important what you shared about kind of like low self-esteem and mm-hmm. how like when your life state changes it does have this impact on your whole environment like your ability mm-hmm. to do work and your case to to do your papers and take the exams and everything like that so it's not magic it's like a better mm-hmm. version of yourself is out doing the things that you need to get done you know totally. but um <laughs> but then you know for some people who might be listening and I myself you know struggle with this still because it's like kind of a long-term transformation but when it comes to self-esteem and like how you fundamentally see yourself it can feel um kind of like abstract to mm. figure out like how do I chant about this like how do I change this it's like a like for for example there might be people listening who like have struggled with negative self-talk whether that's like the phrase they used for it or not since they were children you know mm. or um yeah their whole life in in some way and to like think that you can just like chant some words and then unlearn that Mm-hmm. might feel kind of abstract. So I'm wondering yeah. for someone who's like, okay, I already know that I kind of like talk down to myself mm-hmm. and you're saying that chanting for like a month can help me address that. But like, what kind of intention can they set? Or like, what would you do first? Or where do you start when you feel like it's such an overwhelming kind of struggle that you're having? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I you know, I, I think that's what's, so amazing about chanting because you know what like like we kind of talked about earlier like bringing out that wisdom in your life so you're able to really see like what your triggers are like what because a lot of the time we don't even know where it stems from right like I remember like I hate being late and it wasn't until like I really chanted about like what like why is this such a negative tendency in my life where it's like I will like honestly like have a freak out if I'm not early to something right and realizing like there was triggers that I that I had and so I I think that you know with chanting what's so amazing is that you're really able to go deeper than just like oh I you know putting a band-aid over the symptoms and really get to like why you're feeling this way right and Mm -hmm. to like really um not put a band-aid over it but like really go deeper like on that spiritual level to be able to 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 know you know why you you know these symptoms are showing up in your life and so then when I've been able to like very clearly see it then that's what I'll chant about you know and so um 
I don't know if that makes sense. Mm. No, 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 it totally does. I'm curious what you discovered with the the anxiety around lateness. Oh, it was like I, I I used to have this guy that used to always stand me up. And so like I was like always like monitoring the clock. And so it was like a trigger for me if I was late because it like triggered me back to this guy that used to like stand me up all the time. Oh, my um, gosh. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. I know. Yeah. Huh. No, no, no. But it is it is so um, it is so interesting because, uh, yeah, I mean, even for me, I'm think like as you were saying that I was thinking, I there are so many things like um, my own version of negative self talk. I like had a tendency to sort of project onto other people and be like, mm-hmm. I don't like that this person is acting this way, but it was really like me that was feeling a certain mm-hmm. way, and I'd be projecting it onto like my friend or whatever. And yeah, honestly, through chanting, like, and then having kind of the courage to like really talk about it and hear feedback about it and process it together with people that I trusted I was like oh my gosh like this is me pretending I don't feel the way that I feel because I'm too afraid to own it (laughs) like yeah what's going on you know no yeah and it's so and I realized too like I when I like the when I was feeling like the lowest about myself like how judgmental and mean I was to other people Mm -hmm. and like I I was so judgmental and I think that when I started to become kinder to myself and I think you know I was able to to realize this through chanting like I it was a defense mechanism of like wow like I realized that I was so afraid to have my feelings hurt by people that I would hurt my feelings first (laughs) before someone else could hurt my feelings right and so And when I was able to really like transform that and kind of put that guard down, you know, not only was like my relationship with with myself better, but I felt like I was like a nicer person. Of course, I'm working on it, right? As we all are. But I realized like I was a nicer person to other people. I had more compassion. I was less judgmental to people. And just like realizing like we're all trying our best right now. Like we're all, you know, um, really just trying to, live this life you know Mm -hmm. and I think that when I was able to really realize that with myself like my relationships with my friends got better with my family I was able to have like finally have like a healthy relationship um and things like that because I was able to really do my human revolution first and then just like everything around me was able to transform as well Mm. yeah Yeah, that's amazing and I think a lot of people can relate to all of this you know like we might not always admit it out loud but these these dynamics are at play in everyone's life and um it's funny because uh like similar to how you were saying every month you write down kind of your goals and everything one of the um uh, recently I started like trying to write down like a buddhist concept or like like a some kind of a teaching that like I really want to actually apply to my life this month um Mm -hmm. and for July it was I'm oversimplifying but essentially like you can only um activate good when you confront negativity mm-hmm. which we hear a lot in buddhism yeah. but like i have never internalized that and we've done so many you know episodes on buddhability but i think to call it out this specifically like activating your buddhability also requires confronting your own inner negativity mm-hmm. um is so important so i appreciate this conversation yeah. um So this is just like a very practical question. Um, People might be listening to this, of course, at the beginning of the August chanting journey, 
or mm-hmm. like much later and they're just curious about chanting. And so um, I just want to address like why it's important to be consistent with chanting, mm-hmm. you know, like what is the element of doing something consistently over time? Um, like what, how does that bear on chanting, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think like the consistency, like this is where like the magic, like not magic, but, like this is where like the meat and potatoes is, is like, is because like, this is where you're able to really enforce like on a daily basis and like to set your intentions, to set your determination to check in with yourself and check into that negativity that you know you've been thinking of, uh, about and what do I want to achieve like what are my short-term goals like what do I need to achieve today or what are my long-term goals you know and I, I, I really think about it like you know um as like working out right I, I I think that if you work out only once a week versus you know every day or you know um more consistently you're able to see the results that you have Um, and you know, of course that's really important, but I I think, you know, also being able to just have this daily practice, I think it really helps to see the results that you want sooner, but you know, also having a quality day every day and making that cause and making that determination that, you know, I'm going to be able to grow today. I'm going to be able to tap into that Buddha ability today. So it's just like the quality of life is 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 good every day that I wake up and chat Mm, I love that phrase like having a quality day that's such a good way to put it actually (laughs) because it doesn't mean that like it's you're gonna be super joyful and happy every day Mm -hmm. but you know like you might have a hard day but it can still be a quality day if you chant and really can create value out of whatever it is you were feeling (laughs) and I think it's so great because like it puts purpose on the bad days too because Mm -hmm. you're able to really see like well I'm able to like this is an opportunity for really for me to grow and I I think you know actually the quality of life thing because I work with seniors and like the hospice community like we talk about this and like we talk about this term of like quality of life because you know I Mm -hmm. think when people are passing like you want to you know it's more about quality of life versus the days that you have, right? And so being able to really factor that in when we're, you know, care planning or, you know, with seniors, like what, how do you want your days to look, you know? Um, I think quality of life is so amazing to really prioritize that, you know? Yeah, that's so yeah. interesting. I, I hadn't made that connection, but it actually, it makes so much sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so many people, I think, um, that like getting to the weekend feeling or like, you know like surfing from vacation to vacation is how many people feel like that's the only way to like deal with life Mm -hmm. but you can like basically upgrade the quality of your every single day yeah (laughs) by chanting is what I'm hearing from you which I I really love um so so I will let you go um okay just uh like closing question which is what we always end the show with um I feel like you've already given so much amazing advice but if you had to give (laughs) one piece of advice to someone who's new to chanting um and just you know starting this kind of like 31 day challenge or maybe they chant but they're like really gonna like refresh their chanting routine and really increase the amount or get better with consistency or whatever what one piece of advice would you give to someone who's like starting out Mm. Hmm. this is gonna sound so cliche but just don't give up you know like just keep on just try it just 
every day. I think we all like get excited about things like I'm gonna do this, right? But I think like day 15 is the hardest day. So like just keep on going, right? Like really try to challenge yourself to, to really apply this practice in your daily life. And I will guarantee you will see actual proof. listening to this in August, to join the chanting journey, sign up for our daily newsletter at foodability.org. You'll get daily prompts that you can combine with your chanting to fuel your growth. Also a downloadable calendar, as well as inspiration from others in the Buddhability community. And if you're listening to this after August, no worries, you can just start now using the day one prompt at foodability.org journey, and then take it day by day. And finally, if you do sign up, we invite you to tag us as you go at Bootability on all social platforms or use the hashtag Bootability. That's all for today, and we'll see you next week.